up in the sky. Look, it's captivating. It's energizing. It's Alliance's Heroes. Alliance's is the destination for entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, inventors, leaders, celebrities, and startups, where our heroes in business align. Now, here's your host flying in, David Kogan, founder of Alliance's. All right, we've got another amazing morning here. So many heroes with so many amazing stories, and we learn so much from them. And I'm excited about our next hero. And by the way, too, thank you for the feedback we continue to have when I had the publisher of Forbes magazine on. So make sure you go to alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com. It is the only place where entrepreneurs align. All right. Imagine this, imagine going to work for a company, climbing the corporate ladder and becoming the president. We have with us Ed Rapp, former president of Caterpillar Inc., a $54.7 billion company, now chairman of ALS, Finding a Cure and executive board of Answer ALS. He can be reached at staystrongversals.com. Once again, that's Stay Strong versus ALS.com, or of course on our website at alliances.com. That's E L I A N C S.com, the only place where entrepreneurs align. Ed, welcome to the show. First of all, tell us about the experience of how you even got hired into Caterpillar, a Fortune 100 company. Yeah, you know, David, I came from a small town in central Missouri called Pilot Grove, population 700. I graduated from class of 30 kids and uh, went down the road to University of Missouri. And four qu uh, quick years later, you know, I was going through the recruiting process. And CAT was one of the companies that came on campus. And I'm not sure what attracted me to the global nature of their business. But I remember asking the recruiter, is it really possible if you come to a company like CAT, you know, can you experience the globe? And his response was, Young man, it's a company, if you work hard and apply yourself, you can see the world and get paid to do it. And that's exactly what I did for 37 years. So 37 years. I mean, at what point in your career working for Caterpillar did you say, you know what, this is the company that I want to stay at? And most importantly is why? Yeah, you know, I think... Um... I think the thing, it was early on for me. I think the global nature bought me there, but I think it was really more about what the company did that kept me there. You know, I've had the benefit of traveling to over 100 countries around the world. And the one thing that, that's clear to me is you can't take me to any place in the world where you can show me an improvement in the basic, you know, standard of living of people without the build out of basic infrastructure. And for me, I always felt at CAT, we used to say the road to progress begins with a road period. And, and I just always latched on to that fact that we were helping people around the world to improve a standard of living. And combined with building strong relationships as I did that, it just, I just never had a reason to go anywhere else. Now, again, how many employees were at Caterpillar? At the time I left about 100,000. So 100,000 employees. Yet, you continue to climb the corporate ladder over your career. You make it to really the top out of, I mean, 100,000 employees and ones that have come and gone in that. Share with our listeners some of the secrets 
of the success of you being able to achieve so much in your career? You know, for me, I, you know, I think it gets down to a, a few fundamentals. Um, number one is never forget that it's always about the enterprise. You know, sometimes people get caught up in what's in it for me and, and it's all about the individual. You know, I just always understood that my job was to advance the good of the enterprise and, and do what was right for the company. Every time I did what was right for the company, it turned out to be right to me. Um, another part of it is build strong relationships along the way. You, you know, as you go through an organization as a leader, your greatest risk is isolation and the filters that ex you know exist between you and the truth. I don't care what company you're in. And if you build strong relationships throughout your career, when you get to the higher levels of the organization, and you're, you're going to have people that are willing to tell you what you need to hear. And, um, and, and I think the last point is there's just no you know, substitute for strong performance in the current job. You know, I went into every job like I was going to be there forever, tried to do a good job. And at the end of the day, you know, it just opened the next door to the next door, to the next door. And, you know, I, like I said, I end up in the executive office of one of the great companies in the world. All right. So I got to ask you, going back to that and stuff too, what was something unique? When we all want to know, unique in your office at Caterpillar, Fortune 100 company, what stood out most to you in your office? In terms of my office was the fact that I had a backhoe loader boom built into a coffee table. Um, you know, the one thing in the office I want people to always understand is what business we were in. Um, you know, we weren't bankers or lawyers or accountants. We built things and helped customers around the world build infrastructure. And so I, I had a piece of equipment, the boom off of it, converted into a table to just remind me each and every day, uh, this is what we do. And again, we're speaking with Ed Rapp former president of Caterpillar. Caterpillar now is a $54.7 billion company. And you're listening and watching me, David Kogan, host of the Alliances Hero Show. Make sure you go to alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com. It is the only place where entrepreneurs align. All right, Ed, you're at the top of your game. You're president of Caterpillar. And now you get some news. Share with our listeners what that news was. Yeah, you know, 37 years of the company, you know, go everywhere they ask you to go, do everything they ask you to, to do. Uh, two sick days in that process. And then in November of 2015, uh, get a diagnosis of ALS, uh, more commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, and for those that are, aren't familiar with it, uh, the diagnosis typically comes with the explanation that, you know, you got two to five years to live. And so I went from, you know, being 12 months away from being a potential candidate to run the company to having to make the tough decisions to, to step down and fight the disease. Uh, but the one thing that, you know, everybody in life deals with adversity in some shape, size or form. This just happens to be my challenge. And it's a challenge that uh, that we're taking on. All right. So when you get this news. What is the first thing that's going through your mind? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, David, I can take you back to the Mayo Clinic and, and I can almost verbatim go back through the conversation. Um, you know, when I asked the doctor, what do we do to fight this thing? He said, you don't understand it doesn't work that way. 
you know, you come back, I'll measure your strength and breathing on about three or four different occasions over time. And from that, I'll give you an estimate of how long you're going to live. That's probably two to five years. And I told him, I just don't work that way. I, you know, I, I want another path. I remember my wife asking him, um, what should we do? And he said, you should make a list of every place in the world you've ever wanted to go and go now. To which I responded, I've already been there. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, I've always had the benefit of traveling around the world. And so we decided to, to dedicate the time, one, to a family that means the world to me, but also trying to make a difference in what is a tough disease. In fact, let's get right into that because you are now um, the chairman of ALS uh, executive board. But tell us about the Michelle L. Sullivan site and what that is and your participation as being the chairman of ALS, Finding a yeah. Cure. Yeah, David, I think the main one for me is a project called Answer ALS, where I'm the chair chairman of the advisory board. And it's all about using new and emerging technologies to solve a problem that those that have gone before us have not been able to solve. If you go back and look over time, there's been countless failed drug trials in the area of ALS, as well as other neurological diseases. And so what we're doing is trying to take a different approach. Uh, we've taken a thousand patients. Uh, all the clinical data on those patients, uh, genetic sequencing, we're creating their own motor neurons and capturing uh, all the omics data associated with each of those patients. In total, we're gathering 5 billion data points per patient. Then we're loading it onto one database and then making that data available to anybody doing ALS research in the world uh, in an open source way. Uh, in essence, what we're trying to prove out is there's not one form of the disease. There are subgroups just like you find with cancer. And until you understand that, I think any drug trial is going to be a shot in the dark. Uh, so that's what we're all about. And so 2015, you were diagnosed and the doctors said to you that you have four to five years. Yeah, they gave me two to five. Two and to it, five. It's going to be five years in November. And uh, I don't feel like I'm going anywhere near term. At least that's my plan. All right, so here we are. And, you know, I understand that you have children and you have grandchildren. And so what I want you to do is I want you to look into the camera because this is very important. And I want you to share some of the secrets that you shared with them to be able to be successful and to be able to make their mark in the world like you have done and like you are continuing to do. You know, David, you raise a really good point. It's, you know, I think throughout, you know, my life and, and that of being a, a husband or a father, you always try to teach, you know, your kids, you know, to do the right thing in the right way. I mean, Anne and I always wanted to raise three positive contributing kids. We always had a, a family vision to possibly impact the people and responsibilities experienced throughout life. We always had a very explicit set of family values on how we wanted to, to act as a family. But the reality of it is, I think the best lesson learned perhaps for the kids is gonna be, how do you take on adversity? You know, this disease has illuminated for me, everybody in life deals with adversity in some shape, size or form at some point in time. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm absolutely convinced none of us are going to be measured by the events, the occurrences, or even diagnosis. We're going to be measured by how we respond. And 
And what I want to teach, you know, my kids and those around me is, you know, at the end of the day, all I'm after is a passing grade. And hopefully they'll learn from that as well. Well, Ed, you've definitely made a difference in the world. Definitely more than ever with everything that you're doing, building relationships, of you, as you mentioned, stronger together. Ed Rapp, former president of Caterpillar, now chairman of ALS, finding a cure and executive board of Answer ALS. He can be reached at staystrongversals.com. Once again, that's staystrongversals.com or, of course, on our website at alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com, the only place where entrepreneurs align. This has been David Kogan. Ed, you're a hero. Continue to keep doing what you're doing. David hey. Kogan with Alliances. Hey, David, thanks for all you do.